It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. Good morning, I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. It's the final day of the 2024 general legislative session. Beginning our team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024, is KSL News Radio's Adam Small. He's live with a rundown of what bills still need a vote to get to the governor's desk. Adam? Amanda, one of the biggest bills we've been keeping an eye on this session and today is the one that helps clear the way and helps fund a new NHL stadium in downtown Salt Lake City. Now that bill has passed both the House and the Senate, but last night the House made some changes when they passed it, so it needs to go back to the Senate for another vote before it can go to the governor. A bill looking to keep the NIL contracts of Utah's college athletes private only needs to pass the Senate. There's also a bill that could limit some services for Medicaid recipients in the case of a shortfall. That bill needs to pass both the House and Senate. There's also a bill looking to create a state water database also needing a Senate vote. Of course, there's a lot more bills where that came from. Stay with us all day long for the very latest. We'll be live here this afternoon, 1 to 9. Right now, live at the State Capitol, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. It's going to cost a lot more for anyone caught speeding in a school zone. The legislature passed a bill raising the minimum fine from $50 to $260. It also boosts the minimum fine for drivers caught violating a school bus stop sign. It now is going to cost you $1,000. The bill is now headed to the governor's desk for his signature. New Utah drivers will not be allowed to have friends in the car. A bill that would have allowed 16- and 17-year-olds to have friends in the car within the first six months of getting their license was killed in the Senate committee. The bill's sponsor decided to run the legislation after her daughter was caught breaking the rule. The committee said it would be too dangerous and lead to even more distracted driving. For the fourth year in a row, the Utah legislature approved income tax reductions, but critics are saying it primarily benefits the rich. KSL News Radio's Heather Kelly continues our Eye on the Hill 2024 coverage. Heather? Well, Tim, Senate Bill 69 will cut $167 million of income taxes for Utahns. The Provo Herald reports the bill's sponsor, Chris Wilson, says this will put more money back in Utah's wallets, which in turn helps our economy. However, critics say the tax cuts are mainly helping the state's wealthiest residents. They cite a study from the think tank Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy, which shows more than 60 percent of the tax cuts are going to just 20 percent of the top income earners. Live, Heather Kelly, KSL News Radio. Religious leaders will have the same legal protections as teachers, therapists, and doctors when it comes to reporting cases of child abuse. KSL News Radio's Don Brinkerhoff has the details. Currently, religious leaders who learn about child abuse from the abuser during a confession could face legal problems if they report that abuse. The bill's sponsor tells the Associated Press this is an attempt to incentivize religious leaders to report ongoing abuse regardless of how they learn about it. Opponents say there were this will keep abusers from opening up to church leaders and getting the help they need. The bill passed both uh, houses unanimously. Representative Brian King, one of the only challengers for Utah governor, is speaking out against the calendar bill just hours after it was signed. The bill allows public officials to keep their legislative calendars private. King voluntarily published his, saying that Utahs deserve to know how elected officials spend their time while being paid with taxpayer money. Drivers may not have to have a front license plate anymore. A bill to get rid of the requirement is faring well in the legislature. Lawmakers are saying it would save the state a huge amount of money that would go toward the Utah Highway Patrol. We talked about this yesterday. I didn't know it was a law you had to have a front plate. A lot of people don't. I don't. Yeah. 
Um, Utah's 2024 election season will begin next week with Super Tuesday when Republican and Democratic parties will hold their primary caucuses. The Utah GOP will also hold its presidential preference poll that night, giving an insight into what Utahns are thinking this election year. KSL's top national stories this hour. The Senate passed another temporary measure to keep the government funded last night after it already passed the House. What we have done today has overcome the opposition of the MAGA hard right and gives us a formula for completing the appropriations process in a way that does not shut down the government and capitulate to extremists. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says they're ready to vote on six full spending bills by the end of the week. The tax man is coming after high-income earners. This week, the IRS started sending out non-compliance letters to more than 25,000 people who earn more than a million dollars a year and 100,000 who make at least $400,000 who failed to pay their taxes between 2017 and 2021. The program is funded in part by the Inflation Reduction Act. Last week, the agency announced it would open dozens of audits on private business jets used personally by executives and written off as tax deductions. Daria Albany or ABC News. First look traffic on the 7 o'clock report, and here is Andy Farnsworth. And it's been a clean drive on I-15 in Salt Lake, Davis, and Weber counties so far. We had some slowing in Utah County last hour, but it's all clear and everything good between Provo and Point of the Mountain on the freeway. Approaching the freeway, we're starting to see more traffic in Lehigh as well as uh, in Midvale and on uh, SR-36 in Tooele County. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL News Time now is 7.05. A child is recovering after being hit by a car near a park in Tooele. Chris Jones witnessed the accident and shared what he saw with KSL TV. I seen um, the two kids trying to cross the road as I started coming down. I get about maybe say right over here um, is when I looked in my rearview mirror and I seen the kid running across the road where his older sister started screaming. First responders were quickly on the scene, and police say the driver stayed there and is working with investigators. A Utah man accused of causing a crash that killed two toddlers will be in court today. Kent Barlow faces multiple charges for the accident in Eagle Mountain back in May of 2022, including two counts of first-degree murder. Police say Barlow tested positive for methamphetamine at the time of the crash when he lost control of his car and ran into a horse corral where the toddlers were playing. Lawmakers are debating if the Utah State Hospital in Provo should be moved. Supporters argue it would increase accessibility for mental health treatment throughout the state, but opponents say it's an unnecessary move. KSL TV's Daniel Woodruff reports. Representative Norm Thurston's district in Provo includes the hospital property. I think it would be a really hard argument to make that it, that it is... Uh, cost-effective to move the state hospital at this point. He estimates it would cost nearly a billion dollars and sees no reason why it needs to happen. If the hospital moved, the land would be redeveloped into housing, hotels, and other entertainment spots. A police officer and a court worker were shot and killed in a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri, while trying to enforce a home eviction. Larry Anderson lives nearby and was placing flags near the scene. Anybody who dies for this country... And for our community, deserves our absolute respect. Jennifer Gulley says her son is a police officer. He was near the scene after it happened. I'm sorry for the family's loss because there's kids out there and seeing their dads tonight and stuff. So it's just a sad thing. Two other officers were also shot and are being treated at a hospital. Roots Tech is back in Salt Lake City. The annual event hosted by Family Search is billed as the world's largest family celebration and discovery event. The theme for this year is Remember, to encourage guests to remember 
who they are and what they stand for. One of the keynote speakers is Lynn Jackson, a family history enthusiast who happens to be a descendant of Dred Scott. I love learning. I love knowledge and information and history. And I thought, how come I don't know more about them? Last year, there were over 4 million attendees, including online and in person. The St. George Dinosaur Discovery Museum is growing. In fact, it might be growing too fast. KSL News Radio's Michael Comment is live to explain. Michael? Amanda, as you can imagine, a lot of fossils get unearthed in southern Utah, and the museum plays a crucial role. And a lot of what we do is prepare the specimens, and then, yeah, they go somewhere else to, um, to stay. It's repositing it somewhere else. That's the site's executive director, Diana Call. They're often running out of room to safely store those fossils, so the museum's been doing fundraising events to expand their facilities to a nearby lot. So eventually we'd like to excavate there and hopefully build on that site across the street and expand in that way. Their goal is to raise $10,000. If you'd like to donate, you can check out their website. Reporting live, Michael Commits, KSL News Radio. 709, right on the button. Let's get a look at traffic and weather together here. Brought to you by Sinclair's DinoPay app. Save up to 20 cents a gallon. Few more of us on the roads now, Andy. Yeah, and I'm seeing heavier traffic out on Mountain View Corridor going south between West Valley and West Jordan than I am seeing northbound traffic right now. Uh, traffic is also filling in a little bit uh, around 33rd south, 35th south, sorry, near I-215, and then 33rd south near I-15. But these are really minor, minor issues so far. Jason? Conti- traffic continues to not fill in up in Weber and Davis counties. And if you are southbound I-15, you're going to roll smoothly through Layton, Kaysville, on down through Farmington, Woods Cross, and all the way into the Salt Lake Valley. Likewise, if you're over on a- uh, Legacy Parkway, no problems there. The west side belt, 89, they are clear. No trouble on your major feeders. Eric? I-15 looks good in Utah County, northbound from Provo to Point of the Mountain. It's 20-minute drive now from uh, University Avenue heading up to the county line. Along the 215 East Belt, no problems there. Uh, going from 6200 South Knudsen's Corner, northbound, upside the mountains uh, to uh, Foothill Drive and Foothill in good shape going to the University of Utah. The Crossroads of the West Gun Show comes to Ogden this weekend at the Weber County Fairgrounds. Get great deals on guns, plus you can buy, sell, or trade at the show. Eric Butler in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL hourly forecast. we got temperatures very mild starting this morning. Breezy winds out of the south, keeping those temps at 7 a.m. right around 49 degrees. By the lunch hour, winds pick up. Temperatures in the mid-50s. Today will top out at 60 degrees with partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies and windy conditions out of the south. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. Windy and warm out there, 50 degrees this hour. I think Andy Farnsworth liked the new Dune movie. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he ran in here last yeah. week to tell us how He's good He's excited it was. to talk about it, and we'll let him do that. We're going to talk to him about the new movie just ahead on KSL. Well, this weekend you're being encouraged to set your phone down, turn off your TV, and close the laptop. It was a day created by a Jewish community back in 2003, but 20 years later, the Global Day of Unplugging has no religious connotations. It's simply a 24-hour period in which you go screen-free. The idea? Turn off the noise and reconnect with friends, family, and your community in person and in the present. Before you start a digital detox, you might want to tell folks so they don't worry when you don't respond right away. When you do begin, maybe take a walk, get out in nature. When you feel like reaching for your phone, remember, quieting the noise will only last a day unless you choose to make it longer. Sherry Preston, ABC News. BYU spring football camp is underway, and one of the biggest questions will be who takes over as the starting quarterback. Last year's starter Jake Retzlaff and new transfer Jerry Bohannon spoke with reporters after practice. If you're not 
competing, then what are you doing? I mean, iron sharpens iron, so that's the way, you know, that's the way I look at it. It's like, well, those guys are going to push me to be better every day. We train for this our entire lives. Um, as a kid growing up, you want to you want to be a college quarterback. You want to make it to the NFL, be an NFL quarterback. But I want to be in this position, and we got to be good and be comfortable with taking everything that comes with it, the good and the bad. BYU currently has 10 quarterbacks on their roster. Yeah. Everybody wants to be that next guy yeah. because, uh, you know, they've got a pretty good uh, record of getting them to the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, football fans, pump the brakes for a minute. We need to uh, finish off the college basketball season first. BYU hosts TCU in Provo uh, tomorrow night, and the Cougars don't want to have a letdown after their huge win at Kansas. TCU's a big-time team. My goodness, they're talented, and they're deep, and they're veteran. They're the third most veteran team in the entire country. Um and they start a lineup of all seniors and super seniors and have a bunch of seniors coming off the bench. And they're clever and physical and downhill. How can you not love this guy? I know. Uh, that is uh, BYU head coach Mark Pope. He made a comment uh, to Greg Rubel that I saw on social media last night because they don't practice on Sundays. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. For obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And then they have games on Tuesdays. And he said, look, I'm convinced that the preparation for our team on Sunday." is more important than the preparation oh, on Monday. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I thought it was profound. That's really beautiful. Our pregame coverage, by the way, starts at 6. Tomorrow night, the tip coming up at 7. Both the men's and women's basketball teams for the University of Utah pulled off wins yesterday. The men's team cruised to a win at home over Stanford. The 18th-ranked women's team also played at home and had a dominating performance over Washington State. The Weber State Wildcats pulled off a last-minute win against Northern Colorado last night. The Wildcats will play their final home game of the regular season tomorrow. And the 22nd-ranked Utah State Aggies play tonight, hosting the Air Force Falcons. It was not a great night for the Utah Jazz, who came up short against the Orlando Magic. The Jazz are now 27-33 and on the season. Trending this hour on the 7 o'clock report, Olympian Lindsey Vaughn has been helping Utah's bid to bring another Winter Olympic Games to the state, but now she's spending more time here in the summer as well. Vaughn announced she's now part owner of the Utah Royals women's professional soccer team. Oh, wow. Well, here's some fun yet useless knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) A hub score study looked at the favorite snacks in each state. Want to know what our favorite snack is? Yeah, lay it on me. We love Rice Krispie Treats. All right, I'm with it. And we aren't alone. Uh, The Sticky Snack ranked number one in 17 other states in addition to Utah. Wow, that is great stuff. Uh, Let's take a look at the three things you need to know this hour. KSL Newstime 715, final day of the legislative session, and our our Eye on the Hill coverage will be live from Capitol Hill starting at 1 o'clock. Of course, Super Tuesday coming up this coming Tuesday uh, here in the state of Utah, along with many other states. Third, of course, it's traffic and weather together. And right now, traffic on I-15 is uh, still clear in Salt Lake, Davis, and Utah counties. Uh, It's getting pretty heavy on the 21st South Freeway in the Magna Stretch, trying to get to 7200 West. Otherwise, the city streets have even been really quiet, as they are on a Friday in the early stages. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Windy and warm today with a cold front tomorrow. I'm Matt Johnson. Right now, it's 50 degrees at the KSL Common Spirit Health Studios. And time for a look at our top national stories. From ABC News, I'm Brian Clark. I'm happy to inform the American people there will be no government shutdown on Friday. 
Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer speaking last night after the Senate passed a short-term funding agreement. But ABC's Stephen Portnoy in Washington says this is just a temporary measure. This short-term stopgap gives Congress another week to pass six appropriations bills that have already been agreed to and three more weeks to reach agreement on six more bills. And that's where things will get sticky because Republicans will surely demand border policy changes in a measure that would fund the Department of Homeland Security. The new deadline for all this will be three weeks from today, March 22nd. The focus on the border brought both President Biden and former President Trump to separate areas along the southern border on Thursday. President put the blame on his predecessor for scuttling an immigration deal. The majority of Democrats and Republicans in both houses support this legislation until someone came along and said, don't do that, it'll benefit the incumbent. That's a hell of a way to do business in America for such a serious problem. In Eagle Pass, alongside Governor Greg Abbott, Trump said, This is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. Firefighters in the Texas Panhandle say they've made progress on the largest wildfire in the state's history. It's now 5% contained. Thousands turned out in Moscow for Alexei Navalny's funeral two weeks after he died in a Russian penal colony. You're listening to ABC News. All right, let's go in depth here. The big movie this weekend, Dune Part 2. See possible futures. All at once. And in so many futures, our enemies prevail. But I do see a way. There is a narrow way through. Well, I, I loved the first Dune movie, Andy Farnsworth. Do you like this one too? If you loved the first one, then I think you're going to love this one maybe even a little bit more. And, uh,. You know, look, I have a well-established nerd credentials, yes. right? <laughs> but I've never read the book Dune, and I only barely remember seeing the 1984 version of Dune. So I watched the part two and part one with like a completely blank slate, no expectations in my mind as to who the characters were or how the story was supposed to go. And let me tell you, I have been blown away <laughs> by how good it is and how much I've loved it. I mean, it is epic in every way. Visually, which if you've seen any of the clips, you haven't even seen half of what you're going to see in the movies. Uh, the story, I, I mean, the, the actors involved and, and the characters they played, the music. Like, we just heard a little bit of that sound, but like the Hans Zimmer who scored it, he was like, I don't know why we hear classical instruments in a movie that's supposed to be set in another galaxy. He's like, so I invented instruments to play the music and it just everything about it is big mm. and and it deserves to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I'm dead serious. If you want to see this, you should see it on the biggest screen possible and if you like epic type movies, you you really ought to see this. This is my opinion. I I watched the first one. I and let me just tell you, I despise these movies that are that end as a cliffhanger mm. and make you wait years before you hear the rest of the story, but this one sounds worth waiting for. Yeah, and it doesn't completely wrap the story up because uh, there were several books in the Dune um, novelizations by Frank Herbert. But the first one, they called it part one when it starts. See, that's the thing. Like, they told you going in it was Dune part one. If you didn't know it wasn't going to end, like, completely with the story, you've you got to say at least they kind of gave you a heads up. It's like the Mission Impossible. Yeah, although they, they did take part one, one out of too. the Mission Impossible. It's now just Dead Reckoning. It's not called part one anymore. Oh, interesting. But yeah. So, it sure leaves you hanging. But yeah. I tell you, there's a there's a lot more satisfying resolution to a story arc, but it does leave the door open for the next Dune movie. Mm. All right, so I don't know. This you, would have been my favorite movie of last year if it had come out last year when it was supposed oh, wow. to. Do you guys rate my stars? What do you give this thing? Uh, well, we go with letter grades. 
And should I tell you the letter grade now, or should I save it for the movie show? Oh, you can show? save it. Absolutely save it. Yeah, because that's a cliffhanger, yeah, which we'll, I hate. We'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy, change hats. And the 719 Traffic and Weather is brought to you by Sinclair's Dino Pay app. Save up to 20 cents per gallon. Back to you, Andy. Okay, and then on the roads, we've had a pretty good drive this morning, and that hasn't changed. I do see traffic a little bit busy. Mountain View around 78 South, but we always see that. We're starting to see that little bit of northbound uh, heavy traffic increasing on Bangor around 47th South, but... Uh, if you're taking 215 or I-15, you're uh, from on-ramp to exit, it'll go as quick as possible, Jason. Let me go ahead and put this on repeat because that's how it's been all morning long with no delays, no accidents, no problems at all up in Utah or, or in Weber and Davis counties. Uh, no, good if you're on 89, you're going to be smooth sailing over on Legacy and the West Side Belt. Everything's just fantastic up north. Eric? Northbound on 215 Eastbelt, uh, heading from Cottonwood Heights through Holiday Mill Creek all the way up to the mouth of Parley's Canyon. Looks good if you're heading west from the mouth of the canyon past Sugar House over to I-15. No trouble there in eastbound into the mountains. That's also in good shape. Down Utah County, I-15 northbound, southbound, you're at a normal pace. Attention Wasatch Front businesses and property managers. Have winter conditions damaged your parking lot, asphalt, or concrete surfaces? Call Utah to get on their schedule. GoPaveUtah.com. Eric Butler in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL 7A forecast. We are mild today with wind out of the south. We'll top out around 60 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. 52 tomorrow, but around the afternoon, temperatures will plummet with rain switching to snow. We'll keep snow showers in play on Sunday, high of only 38 degrees. We keep it in the 30s for highs, mostly cloudy on Monday. Tuesday rebounding to 43 Partly cloudy Wednesday and Thursday with highs in the mid-40s. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. Right now, 50 degrees and some wind out there. The seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. The last-